0: are you ready
1: a shot of wrestling episode 127 and away we go step up to the break we got mjp and green
2: man it's the brain and chip in your chip team from my land to japan and everywhere in between get the up-to-date news on the wrestling team so take a shot boy is that the message you got we are about to go live on your the best the the shot. Oh, take a shot. Oh, take a shot.
1: Welcome, folks. Like I said, episode one. 27 i'm your host at michael j putty and this is a special episode because joining us green man via skype hey penthouse
0: like you said we're skyping so like we're video chatting it's like you're right in front of me it's really amazing technology is mind-blowing by the way and you when you talk about technology in wrestling you you gotta talk remember back in the days when uh you had uh michael cole trying to tell you how to log into the wwe network or like how to upload the app for wwe <laughs> or sean michael
1: in the aol chat room yeah.
0: remember that yeah <laughs> we've come a long way and now we're doing podcasts and not only are we doing podcasts but now we're doing it through through skype so i hope everything sounds well we're we're ready to go it's been a very busy week in wrestling i have to say
1: now this is the two weeks in a row done a show via skype you got some sort of partnership some sort of sponsorship or something
0: hey if skype wants to be a sponsor for a shot of wrestling the opportunities are very available you could just inbox us at a shot wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 yeah
1: great sounds good how, how you been
0: uh, oh man i i'm been pretty good i just got back from vacation Um, which is why i kind of been away from the social media. I literally took a social media break for a
1: whole week. Greatest week of my life.
0: (laughs) Um, So if you have been following the Green Man and uh, A Shot of Wrestling, that's at Instagram. Follow A Shot of Wrestling or WWE Green Man on Instagram. You may have noticed about a week ago, it was a little bit quieter a week.
1: It wasn't much...
0: Well, obviously, I guess a lot of people would know it, it, it's a joint effort, though. Uh, I can't just do all the posts. I think you do a great job posting a lot of the history, uh, like this happened today, 20 years ago, stuff like that. I think that's really cool. And you're also really good in like your posting of like your like football memes and yeah. and uh, sport memes and like the way that
1: There's professional
0: sports brings us together. and wrestling. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it was good. I went to uh, the Dominican Republic. Okay. Good times with the whole family. My, my uh, one and a half year old went with us. It, it, it was hard balancing being on vacation, but also being a parent and taking care of your kid while you're on vacation. Mm-hmm.
1: But take away from was the relaxation. Wife,
0: it takes away a, a lot of the relaxation. I don't think I really felt relaxed, but there was one thing that I felt that I never felt on a vacation before, and it was a true fulfillment of joy. I was very joyful. a lot of moments of joy that I felt, like the when he time. would sit on, on the ledge of the pool and jump over, you know, like, it just filled my heart. Or like if he was swimming in the pool to me and then gives me a hug and a kiss in the cheek, and I'm like, ah, you're, you're freaking adorable, you know? But- uh, this the first time you felt that. Yeah, like like genuinely like fulfillment and joy You're an on asshole. vacation. You're an asshole. <laughs> Why am I an asshole?
1: Because me and my friend Jonathan has gone away at WrestleManias for 12 years, 13 years now. Jonathan has swam to you in pools before. Jonathan has given you a kiss on the cheek. That wasn't fulfillment? <laughs> Didn't you feel fulfilled then? That's a, that's a jackass move.
0: It, it's it's different. I'm sure you know it's different, Michael J. Putty. I don't know. You, you don't I'm know? without but One day you will. But uh, – the other great thing about uh, going to the Dominican Republic is coming back and the duty-free shop. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Could I show you what I picked up?
1: your I mean, Skype, I guess so. Let
0: me show you. Well, well, first of all, I had to pick up this absolute berry acai right here. You see that?
1: Acai. Acai.
0: Acai. Yeah. Acai. But the crown jewel of my trip and the crown jewel of the duty-free shop is right here, Michael J. It is my Hennessy bottle, my pure white Hennessy pure white. I don't even think they carry it in the states, but it's supposed to be freaking delicious and smooth as
1: fuck. Pure white?
0: Pure white, it's called. I think it's Donald Trump's favorite it's... drink. Oh, great!
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: you, you totally just ruined that one for <laughs> me.
1: All right, since we're on How Skype, did... uh, where's my where's my souvenir?
0: I don't I don't do souvenirs. I gotta be honest uh... with you. Great. I don't do souvenirs,
1: Thanks. and I'll tell you why. You don't have to. What do you, uh, how, how am I doing, you asked? How am I doing? Yeah. I'm living in hell. Why? Why are I you I've been battling allergies, hell? so I apologize. If you get a sniffle, I'll try to edit those out as much as possible. But I'm battling allergies, okay? But that's not a big deal. The problem is I have a runny nose, sniffling. I got to blow my nose a lot. But I got a pimple growing inside of my nose. Oh, my God. It hurts like a bitch, okay? <laughs> okay. <You> gotta... <laughs> If you've ever had a pimple growing inside, you know, you know what I'm talking about, how painful that is. Oh, man, I'm living in hell right now. All right, friend, anyway, ready to start the show?
0: What do you mean? We haven't started the show? Have you not been recording this whole time?
1: <sighs> Let's get right into this week's wrestling replay, July 22nd, 2018. <laughs> Slammiversary 16, the Rebel Entertainment Complex in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Our first replay since I've been doing this. You guys can't watch along on the network. Oh, wow. Johnny Impact defeated Phoenix Taji Ishimori and Petey Williams in 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Tessa Blanchard defeated Ali in 11 minutes. Eddie Edwards defeated Tommy Dreamer in 11 minutes, 10 seconds. Brian Cage defeated Matt Seidel to win the X Division Championship in 9 minutes, 45 seconds. Sue Young defeated Madison Rain to retain the Knockouts Championships in 6 minutes, 50 seconds. Lex defeated the OGs to retain the World Tag Team Championships in 13 minutes, 40 seconds. Pentagon Jr. defeated Sammy Callahan in 18 minutes, 15 seconds. And Austin Aries defeated Moose to retain the Impact World Championship in 15 minutes, 50 seconds. Great card, top to bottom.
0: I've heard only amazing things about this pay-per-view. And you started the trend, I have to say. You really have started the trend. Impact is on fire right now. And I have to give credit to Mr. Michael J. Putty. This guy, about a month, month and a half ago, made the conscious decision to say, hey, you know what, WWE right now, it's not my cup of tea, just like many of the other wrestling fans. It's just not my cup of tea. It's not entertaining. Let me go find something that entertains me. You know, I suggested Lucha Underground, a great new show. A lot of people that we know that have been part of a shot of wrestling are on Lucha Underground. I told Mr. Michael J. Putty, check it out. You know what? He did. He took it a step further. He said, you know what? I'm going to check out Lucha Underground, and I'm going to check out Impact Wrestling. And ever since then, he has been raving, reviewing it, and loving every minute of it. People have been grabbing on. The, there's people listening, Michael J. Putty. I know they're listening. And they're listening to A Shot of Wrestling because you're giving them feedback on Impact Wrestling. And it's the only reason that Impact Wrestling is doing so well right now. Kudos to you, Mr. Putty.
1: When I first started doing this, I, thought, I called it the Putty Effect, because for the first three weeks, the ratings kept going up and up and up. Yeah. And there's only one caveat to that. It's your boy, Michael J. Putty.
0: Right. What do you think is the reason behind Impact doing so well? Because a lot of the wrestling fans in the wrestling community feel like, you know, Impact is is on a rise, you know?
1: It definitely, I mean, I can't say it is, because I haven't seen it before, it doesn't have to compare it to, but I think it's just, I was wondering, of all the times I've watching Impact, I choose it now. Right. And it's weird because there are no former WWE champions or wrestlers in this company at all. Right. Used to be inundated with former guys from the E. Hell, last year, some anniversary was Bobby Lashley versus Del Rio. Look at you. Yeah, I love <laughs> that, that one up. But I think it's just there are no old guys. It's all young, up-and-coming talent. There are no handcuffs on them. They can do whatever the hell they want. It's, it's fresh. That's the word I put. It. It's fresh.
0: Okay. And, and I got to be honest, I, I think your opinion is probably the most important opinion to the powers that be at Impact Wrestling because it is a fan that has been very WWE driven for so many years. Yep. And for some reason, you were impulse. There was something that clicked that said, you know what, I'm going to change the channel, I'm going to put Impact Wrestling.
1: Pete Rosado said last week, one of the best rosters in television right now, and I have to agree with him. Also, what's interesting about Versus was Slammiversary is their WrestleMania.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: They spent all year building to this moment. It starts off with a fatal four-way with these four guys. No storyline, no rivalries, no reason for them fighting whatsoever. Mm. And it was one of the best matches of the night. That's how you start. A, that's how you start a pay-per-view. And
0: uh, oh. our close personal friend, the sexy sane Eric Jaden, is known for being you know the starter of a BCW show. Yeah. And that's a tough spot to be in because you're pretty much you're setting the tone for the rest of the night. So if you go out there and you fail, where do you go from there? You know, you're forcing that next match to pick up the slack. What if the next match, it it was not meant to do that. It was meant to kind of calm down the crowd. You know, I think that's why I like the pay-per-view. There was that pay-per-view. I can't remember the name of it, but when John Cena started the pay-per-view, like the main of what we thought the main event was, it was, I think John Cena versus AJ Styles. Was that the Royal Rumble one? No. Like they opened the show with that.
1: I don't remember when that was.
0: Well, if anybody out there wants to refresh our mem- memory, there's a few easy ways to do that while we're here. Uh, you could dial it up,
1: 619-343-3005.
0: Thank you. And, uh, or you could inbox us at inbox at a shot of Hit us up on all our social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook at a shot of wrestling, Twitter, shot of wrestling, no A. And let us know what pay-per-view was that? I can't remember.
1: And also, if you pay attention to the refreshing part about Slammiversary, only two matches for under 10 minutes. The them were given time to actually have a full on wrestling match. There's no three-minute match. There's no four-minute match. It was great wrestling top to bottom. Yeah. But anyway, if you can, go watch Slammiversary 16. If you like wrestling, that's a show to watch. Amazing. Even,
0: even Chris Jericho said it. He tweeted it out. You know, Slammiversary was a great show.
1: Anyway, what do you have for me this week?
0: Oh, Michael J. Putty. Sat down a few weeks back, like if we talk about a few weeks, it could have been a month back, sat down uh, and had a conversation with Mike Skiros, uh, who came and debuted at BCW Summer on Smash. It's the first time we saw him in action. Loved everything he had to deliver. But let's take it back, because we talk a lot about like his history, his excitement coming to BCW, um and where he is as a wrestling fan so uh michael j putty here here it is all right michael j putty yes it is another interview with the green man and tonight we have someone really cool the moonlight sun mike Skieros. mike how you doing man I'm great, man. How are you? Oh, doing so well. Uh, thanks for being part of a shot of wrestling. The moonlight, yeah, the moonlight sun. Very, That's very, me. very interesting choice of a moniker for yourself. Tell me how that came up.
3: Yes. Yeah, so there is a there's a promotion out of Rhode Island called XWA, and at the end of last year, I was wrestling for them. And I saw an advertisement that they put out, and they referred to me as the Moonlight Sun. And I'm like, Yeah, I like the sound of that. <laughs> so I stole it. And I hashtag, and I put on all my stuff now,
0: and that's me. Awesome. Awesome. So you're an upstate guy, right? You've, I am. You've trained up there. How, what, how's the scene up there? Because we're so familiar with the, scene, the indie scene in our area. We're not so right. familiar with your area. My
3: area specifically. So I'm in Syracuse, New York. Okay. And for the long, from 2006 until the end of 2015, 2CW Squared Circle Wrestling was the big promotion here. They closed their doors in 2015. So Syracuse been a little dry for a while. Uh, now, on the other hand, Excite Wrestling in Binghamton is doing really well. Uh, I work for Southern Tier Wrestling out of Jamestown, New York. They're doing well. Uh, ESW in Buffalo is doing great. They have a great crop of students there. Uh, Western New York, Binghamton, those areas, they're doing well.
0: All right. 2CW, it's a shame when you see a promotion close its doors. Um, right. How long were they running, and how was it for you when they actually had to close their doors?
3: Yeah. So uh, they were there not for the better part of a decade, nine years. Mm. Um, they were the they were the standard in Syracuse, the biggest promotion I can remember being associated with Syracuse, and it's strange because I got trained from an advertisement I saw with Two crw I started going to my wrestling school, the Institute of Pro Wrestling which is still active in Syracuse, New York. Look it up on Facebook. And uh, my first matches were there. I got to interact with some of the, the biggest names in wrestling, Terry Funk, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan wow. there. And um, to see it close its doors, um, it meant a lot to a lot of people, including myself, even though I was only there for a short period of time. So especially when it's your first promotion, your home promotion, to, to see it close, is, is, uh, it's very heavy and it you know it it, um it affects you a lot as a wrestler make it kind of puts everything in perspective for you
0: absolutely uh we always say on the show that wrestling brings us together um yes in your time in 2cw you you mentioned a few you know big names uh, a few that many people didn't even get a chance to really rub elbows with how were those experiences to you and that wrestling brought them together to you
3: yeah um i'm I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was starstruck. Um, the first person, the first independent wrestler that I met um, while arriving at a two CW show was none other mm. than Terry Funk. And the fact that he knew my name, even if he knew it for five seconds when I introduced
0: myself, that's fucking was, awesome.
3: Yeah, oh, it's insane to me. It's crazy. It's just yeah. It's a, a lot of a lot of people like myself that are relatively young in the business don't get that opportunity to rub elbows with uh, people that have gone so far in wrestling people that have name value i think it's important because it's a certain way that you conduct yourself and on the other hand you get to see the way that a lot of them do business and um it's very enlightening
0: was there any advice that they gave you or that they gave the the team there that you feel still lives with you to this day
3: it's funny. I I can't really I I didn't really approach them for anything. I introduced myself and other than that, I put the ring up. I tried to stay out of the way. <laughs> so, I didn't really get too much uh chit-chat time with them, but I just kind of watched and I saw tried to pick up on things that people did.
0: Gotcha. Now you mentioned you're young in the business. How long have you been in the wrestling business?
3: Um, I just passed my 4-year mark about a month ago, so Congratulations. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, it flies. I feel like I started wrestling yesterday. But, yeah, I'm four years in now.
0: And you've gotten some great opportunities along the way. One of yeah. your big opportunities coming down yes. to the New York area for BCW yeah. Summer on Smash. Are you excited about that?
3: Absolutely. Um, from uh, people like uh, like Brute Van like, who I, I know very well that have been there. Um, yeah. They tell me good things about the promotion. And, and that's it's the first chance um i spent a lot of time in new york when i was in college so the chance to go and wrestle in new york means a lot to me to go back i haven't been back in close to five years so the chance to be in that area and be in front of those fans as a wrestler as the person i always said i wanted to be means a lot to me
0: yeah it's crazy and we run out of the new elk slodge uh because if you know like the old elk slodge famous from ecw days it's right next door well it this this new building has a lot of wrestling history also. Are you as a fan did you see any independent wrestling in in your area? Like what are the matches or shows that you went to as a fan that really spoke to you?
3: It's strange because I didn't get to appreciate independent wrestling. I really didn't understand what it was until I really started getting trained and getting into wrestling because mm. of course I knew about WWE, everyone goes to WWE shows. In their town, I knew about TNA because it was on television. But when I started, I started watching wrestling in 2002. There was really no WCW wasn't around anymore. ECW wasn't around, so I learned about all those places later. And I learned about the independence from being around it. So it's it, it's just this whole world that I'm I'm really still getting to learn about even today.
0: Yeah, and along the way, I'm sure you've gotten um to make new friends um who are some of those friends or some of those names that uh we may be familiar with
3: yeah um first and foremost uh a person that uh i've learned a ton from over these past few years um it's no secret brute Van like has done a lot to help me out uh someone that the bcw fans are familiar with as well yeah there are uh, a few young guys in canada young guys in new england guys like um Uh, Christian Casanova, who I wrestled very young in my career, who's doing big things now Mm -hmm. for the promotions out there. Um, a guy named Frank Milano, who I got to wrestle, uh, about a year ago, who uh, just wrestled Rob Van Dam in Montreal. How crazy is that? And, uh, guys in Buffalo, like, uh, Kevin Bennett, who I've known for close to 10 years is doing big things in smash wrestling, doing big things in ESW. So it's weird to see guys that like you've seen come up from that bottom level where you have known from so far back really coming into their own and becoming stars. It makes you want to work harder.
0: Is there a difference that like you mentioned Canada? Is there a difference wrestling in front of a Canadian crowd or a New York crowd?
3: Uh, in terms of but my experience between upstate New York and Canada Uh, the Canadian fans are hungrier for it because you got to think the WWE doesn't tour in Canada as much as they tour in the United States. That's just a fact. So those fans don't get as much wrestling and there aren't as many even independent promotions up there. It's more widespread. It's a wild environment, but it's a fun environment. You know, they really want to sink their teeth into all the, all the wrestlers and all the matches. Um,
0: when you started, uh, training, what, what actually, first of all, what made you want to become a professional wrestler?
3: So there was one specific match I watched. I was on vacation with my family in Niagara Falls, Canada. And they the TV, every so often, would run a little infomercial for, I think it was WWE, uh, I think it was King of the Ring 2002 or Judgment Day, one of those two. And uh, in the lead up, there was the famous undisputed ladder match between The Undertaker and Jeff Hardy. And I saw that match, and I had seen wrestling before, and I was familiar with the names from kids at school and things of that nature, but when I saw that match and I saw the characters, I saw the story unfold for me, Mm -hmm. I was hooked and I had to consume as much of this as possible. And when I go out and even something as simple, like you, you go out in the backyard and you goof off with your friends, you're on the trampoline. You're like, man, I want to give this a shot. So I just pursued it from there.
0: Giving it a shot of wrestling. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) She, she She plug. Yeah. Well, you're on the show, so I don't even know if it's a plug anymore. Uh, how does your family feel once you started going into your wrestling? Because I'm sure it's not easy for a family member to see you guys go through such a physical, demanding job. How, yeah. How do they feel about you wrestling?
3: Like, I think at first my family looked at it as if, uh, like, if I, I started, like, if I got a weird haircut in middle school or something, they they said it's just a, it's just a phase, I'll oh, get over it, and yeah. all this wrestling nonsense, but... uh it's weird because a lot of the, the kids, like, they'll watch wrestling and they'll kind of grow out of it. Um, I never really grew out of it. And then when I started training, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's your money. You can spend it on what you want. And, like, you know, they would ask me, like, so when you know, are you still doing all that wrestling stuff? And now <laughs> they, I've been doing it so long. and I'm so ingrained with it. they know that I'm traveling all the time that uh, they know I'm serious about it. So they, they give me the benefit of the doubt that I, uh, I know what I'm doing at least uh they haven't actually seen me wrestle though i i haven't shown them that
0: well speaking of traveling uh we might just let the listeners in on a little secret you're actually traveling right now i am traveling right now you're traveling with your tag team partner so hello how are you kevin
3: (laughs) i wish (laughs) he's eyes locked on the road he's uh
0: well, you got to be careful up there. You know, yeah. there's a lot of deer. It's, it's a, there it's are. A very... I've seen
3: a few during this phone call.
0: That's <laughs> very dangerous driving out there. Any yeah. um, good road stories you have for us?
3: Oh man, um, most of my most of my road stories involve us just like stopping at a Sheet's or having some really bad diner food or something. There was one that was interesting. It was about um, a couple months ago. We were coming back through pennsylvania and we ended up at the same uh gas station as seth rollins and cesaro it was very Set bizarre wow i turned i turned a <laughs> corner and seth rollins is just like me and him are like blocking each other in the aisles it's just very strange
0: <laughs> did you mark out or were you just like oh wait you look familiar
3: like our our uh our eyes met we we stared we we locked eyes and i i gave him the the polite nod, and I walked on, and I got whatever I needed to get. I didn't, I didn't want to be that guy like bothering him, like, oh, I'm a wrestler too. Uh, I, I felt like that would be very weird.
0: Well, well, speaking of which, I mean, you're a wrestler. How do you, I, how do you feel when fans approach you? Do you like, do you like being I, approached out in public or do you prefer, you know, you're out in public, you're doing your own thing, you don't want to be approached?
3: I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not a person that's on national television every week. Uh, but when, you know, if someone comes up to me, like I've had people say stuff at like the mall or even at, at work or at the gym, like people that I've wrestled in front of them with some of the local promotion. And it's very flattering to me that something that I did or a match I had or a performance I had, uh, resonated with someone like that or it meant something to them. So I, I think it's very cool. Um, I people recognize like the hard work I've been putting in and then my matches stick with them so yeah. very cool
0: well I'm sure Seth Rollins would have thought the same thing or been like yeah. dude thank you very you know thank you very much for recognizing me you know yeah appreciate you yeah. Uh, so so it sounds like you're a WWE fan right like you've been yeah. keeping an eye on the product uh yes if you were to put the moonlight sun in a current WWE storyline, where do you see yourself fitting in?
3: Oh man. Um, I would, some of the guys I would like to, to do a long, uh, you know, jump in and have a few matches with, um, AJ Styles at the top of my list for no, for many reasons, but the first being, I think he's the best wrestler in the world right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And if I'm going to be there, I want to be in there with the best. So he's a guy that's up there. Um, a guy like Finn Balor with what I'm doing now, I think that'd be very cool, to, uh, the place we could go, um, the stories we could tell. Uh, the same thing with a guy like Alistair Black, who I, I really enjoy what he's been doing. So those are a few guys I think I would sync up with very well.
0: Everybody who you just mentioned are definitely at the top tier. So it's it's, it's inspiring to hear that someone is believes in themselves so, so much, that believes that you know, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to go out there and make it with the very best. You know, yeah, there's not many people who come on who are just like, no, you know, I may just want to go to NXT or you know, I you know, I'm cool with the mid card, but it's nice to see that passion and that hunger, especially in someone who's just getting into the business.
3: Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, if you're not trying to go straight to the top or do the very best you can do, I think you're wasting your time.
0: And it's not easy. I mean, we talked no. to a lot of a lot of the boys, and it definitely. What do you think? is the hardest thing so far. That you've been approached with and you're like shit is, is this really the road that i want to take
3: uh the travel's a big one um i don't that's one thing i don't think in terms of fans that they could ever truly understand till they've kind of walked in uh our shoes like even myself i wrestle uh you know we guys like me wrestle on weekends uh, we wrestle uh, a handful of times per month but even still you know all your free times wrestling uh when i'm not at work, I'm in the gym. When I'm not in the gym, I'm at training. When I'm not in the gym training or at work, I'm on the road. So, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's very hard to explain to your family why you're gone all the time, why you can't go to this and that event, but you're always on the road working for that, that one shot.
0: Yeah. That one opportunity. Uh, what's your shoot job?
3: Uh, I work in a warehouse.
0: Okay. Uh, flexible hours, I'm sure.
3: Yes. Uh, they actually, they, A lot of them are wrestling fans. They treat me very well.
0: (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. What are your passions outside of the ring?
3: Outside of the ring, uh, I'm passionate about fitness. Um, It's funny, a combination. Like, I think this is one reason I enjoyed wrestling, too. I was always into, like, those larger-than-life characters, like superheroes or action movie stars, guys like uh, Stallone, Mm -hmm. Arnold, um, were very big influence on me from the time I was young. So, Um, I always wanted to get in the gym and become like them, become larger in the life. So the gym is something, it's like a lifelong pursuit like wrestling is to learn as much as I can and execute as much as I can. So the gym, and uh, I'm a very big fan of NBA basketball as well. So I try and keep tabs on that.
0: Who's your team? Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. All right. We have a good friend of the show. He's a big basketball fan. We love having him on uh, because he's very passionate. He speaks passionately. His uh, favorite team is the Lakers. Ah. Um, (laughs) So it's interesting, too, because they also have their own story to tell, Um, even though it's not pre-written, but it's like through each game, they're writing their own history, you know. But when you look back at it, it kind of is telling if you really did want to put it in a storyline of professional wrestling, you could tell it because they, every team has their ups, their downs, their injuries. They have their star performers. Um, you know, sometimes they're close to making it and they just get yanked right under their, their legs. Um, what was your best moment for your team that you were able to share as a fan?
3: As a fan, um, it was actually, for me, it was this year because, um, the Timberwolves made the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. So um, I watched the game where they clinched, which was the very last game of the season. So I was on, I was, I wasn't even on the edge of my seat. I was standing and yelling. <laughs> so that was, that was a cool moment for me to be able to see that.
0: Awesome. Uh, anything on your bucket list, whether professionally or personally that you have?
3: Um, One that covers both is I want to, I want to travel internationally. Um, my, Ultimate goal in terms of wrestling in another countries. I'd love to wrestle in Japan in some capacity. Um, it's a it's an it's a wrestling scene that I've um, enjoyed getting to learn about and over these past few years. And um, the way they treat wrestling and the reverence they have for wrestling is something I'd like to experience as a performer. And the country itself, uh, their culture, um, is something I'd like to check out and like and experience for myself. Um, and uh europe as well i just want to travel internationally i've been i've been stuck on uh i've been stuck in north america for a while so i want to broaden my horizons
0: i feel you i feel you um have you ever visited any of those countries
3: no okay. um the i've i've wrestled in canada quite a few times but other than that i haven't been out of the united states all
0: right cool i well, hope uh definitely that you start checking off some of those countries from your bucket list what does the future hold for the moonlight sun if you were we were to get together a year from now, what do you hope saying about you?
3: I hope people are saying that I, uh, I, I want to prove myself against the best. I want to prove myself against the best wrestlers that are out there right now, and I want to be included amongst them. So I hope by this time next year I've gotten to wrestle a few of the best wrestlers going right now, and when people see that, they go, yeah, he's one of them. He's right up there.
0: Who's on that list? Realistically, who's on that list where you're like, these are one of the top competitors. Yeah, I could totally see myself in the ring with them to prove myself. Give me that shot.
3: Uh, man, if I could rapid fire some some names right now. Some of the guys I like, uh, I'm i a big fan of uh, Keith Lee, Jeff Cobb, Matt Riddle, Sammy Callahan's doing amazing things right now. Um, Cody Rhodes is on fire right now, the Young Bucks. Guys like that. Guys are at the very top, making not just a name for themselves as an independent wrestler, making them making names for themselves worldwide. So I'd like to I'd like to prove that yes, I can get in a ring with guys like that, and I can't. I'm not only hang but thrive with guys like that.
0: Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you. If we wanted to continue to follow you on your journey, where could we do that on the, your social medias?
3: Yeah. Um. I don't have a Facebook like page. You can send me a friend request. It's at Mike Skyros. M I K E S K Y R O S. My Instagram is Mike Skyros. I'm very active on there. Uh, my Twitter is Mike Skyros. So everything all under one name. I'm really easy to find. Shoot me a like, shoot me a follow, shoot me a message. It's going to be a blast.
0: Do you mind hanging out for last call with us?
3: I'm always down for last call. <laughs> Hey, if you guys want to take some more shots, and I know I do, you're going to want to stay until the end of the episode for The Last Call with Mike Skyros. It's
1: In The News with Michael J. Putty and The Green Man.
0: Well, there you have it, Michael J. Putty. Another great interview with another great superstar in the independent scene. That's why, one of the reasons you should continue listening to A Shot of Wrestling. You never know who we're going to get. We've been fortunate to get a lot of great people who are doing great things in Lucha Underground, MLW, GCW, WWE. I mean, we've talked to legends. We've talked to legend killers. No. But uh, Michael J. Putty, Mike Skiros, great guy. Loved him, had a great conversation with him. Another upstate guy. Now, remember, we talked to Sean Carr. He was a great upstate guy. Michael J. Do you, are you interested in going upstate and seeing what the wrestling scene up there is really all about? You got big time wrestling out there. Remember, we went to that big time wrestling show in Shea Stadium when they came down and brought their superstars. I think there, there's some good action to catch up there. What do you think?
1: Yeah, but it's upstate. You know, we're up the Bronx. You go to the Bronx. There's enough great indie wrestling here in the tri-state area. I do not even go to state.
0: How, wait till they come to us. I like the way you're thinking. I like the they way you're already going.
1: They did The City Field. Let's see what happens again.
0: Let's see. What's next on the agenda on today's show? The news? Oh. Now, I got to tell you. I'm really – I told you this uh, off the air. I'm going to tell you on the air. I'm beyond excited about going over the news because this is one of the reasons I listen to a shot of wrestling. It's because I get – The interviews, and I get the news, and I get the reviews. It's a little bit of everything, and it satisfies my palate. So fill me in what happened on wrestling because I've been, you know, I'm a father. I haven't been really watching too much shit, so fill me in.
1: Well, me and Pete talked about it last week. It was official on Raw. The first ever all-women's pay-per-view will take place Sunday, October 28th, right next door at the Nassau Coliseum. The event will be titled Evolution. It will feature 50 women from a current roster and past legends and notable women. The Raw, SmackDown, NXT Women's Championships will all be defended. In addition to the May Young Classic Final, the coach announced Trish Stratus, Lita, and Beth Phoenix are already confirmed for the event. You weren't here last week. Me and Pete kind of went to depth about it. How do you feel about this all-women pay-per-view?
0: I mean, we were talking about uh, the possibilities of a, what it could have been. I mean, all the, the whole entire wrestling community was definitely on point in saying that they were going to announce that it was going to be a pay-per-view uh, with all the women. Another idea that went out there was, could it be the debut of the women's tag team titles? But when you think about it, you can't have the tag team titles until you have the pay-per-view. So maybe we're on the road to getting those female tag team uh-huh. titles, but the pay-per-view has to come first. I
1: hate to repeat myself, but hope not.
0: I also like um, that they're putting the Mae Young Classic Finals on that pay-per-view i think that's a great idea congratulations to mercedes martinez if you want to know how mercedes martinez felt when she was at the first neon classic tune into a shot of wrestling we interviewed her she told us all about it so happy to her for her about being welcome back um and who knows maybe she could take it all this time around
1: our problem with the name evolution evolution is one of the greatest factions in wrestling history I just don't like the name. I can't think get Remy Revolution? You know what I'm saying? Like evolution my, to me, just my, ugh, I don't
0: know. Michael J. Putty, what would you name it if it wasn't evolution? Revolution? I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to have a problem with it. I have to yeah, I post be it right away.
1: <laughs> uh, w- <laughs> at Michael J. Putty, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I post, post a picture of the evolution.
0: Well, you know, the female revolution has already happened. The revolution happened early on, and now it has moved to the evolution of the female wrestlers. So, I mean, what's next?
1: It's funny. It's funny because I was thinking about, maybe just call it Evolve, but that exists already.
0: <laughs>
1: All the cool but men are know, taking it already.
0: again, WWE taking a page out of what has been going on in the independent scene for many years now. And I'm cool with that. I love the f- women's revolution, but I may, I'm going to give you something a little controversial, Michael J. Putty, if you don't mind. Okay. As much as I love the female revolution the evolution giving women the opportunity to put their talents and showcase their talents how they have been i'm all for it a little part of me misses the attitude era of female wrestling though you posted uh a few days ago that it was sable it was how many years have gone by since sable put those pasty hand pasties on her chest
1: 20 years ago i
0: mean that image is tattooed in my mind. It, it was the feature film in most of my wet dreams. I love that moment. I, lo- I tune in to the Attitude Era to see what the women were going to do next. Yeah, they maybe didn't get that much time in the ring, but they were entertaining us in other ways, especially the adult audience, the adult male audience. Trish Stratus. Before Trish Stratus was giving great matches in the ring, the thing she was doing backstage was phenomenal. I loved her backstage.
1: I remember looking at the That's... clock in my classroom, counting down on moments till school was out, so I could rush to the candy store to pick up the latest Raw magazine to see the latest diva in a lingerie spread, Deborah, Sonny, Sable, you know, the lingerie, the bikini spreads. Uh, I understand. I miss those.
0: Bro, let's talk about tradition. One of the first traditions that we had when we were going to WrestleMania was you getting that season's yes. edition of the playboy magazine because you know when it's wrestlemania when it was wrestlemania season the newest playboy cover the newest centerfold of playboy will feature a wwe female wrestler you talk about sable you talk about china you talk about tori wilson
1: tori wilson and sable (laughs) yeah christy hemi ashley massero maria
0: which female wrestlers would we have missed doing Playboy if it wasn't for uh, the change in direction in the female evolution? Who would you have wanted to see?
1: Caitlin? Eve Torres?
0: Eva Marie.
1: Currently, yeah, Eva Marie. Absolutely, for sure. Possibly, absolutely.
0: Eva, Marie, Eva Marie would have been a shoe in for that centerfold, that cover. She could have done it back-to-back years, and I would have been a happy camper. All right, this might not be uh, a popular choice, but what about Bailey?
1: Oh, I would love absolutely. to see that.
0: That ish on oh. a Playboy centerfold. It might have to be one of those centerfolds that opens up. Billy Jojo oh. Jojo. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, maybe an unpopular decision, but if you agree with us, awesome. If you don't, it's okay. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Michael J. Putty in other news.
1: Last week we talked about the whole Colgan apology. Well, Tyus O'Neill is still talking about it. He said the apology was inconsistent and felt it was very uncomfortable, but when he wasn't happy, Hogan mentioned him being recorded, and he went on to say, and I quote, to me, when you have true remorse for being sorry about doing something, it's pretty simple. You don't have to be prepped to say certain things and certainly don't have to be made to have an excuse. I have zero respect for the way he came about his apology. It was not an apology, and quote, we talked about it in depth last week, Pete Rosado, episode 126. man, you're here. Your thoughts on Hulk Hogan being back.
0: Could I respond by saying I don't care? Absolutely. Hulk Hogan, though a fixture in the wrestling world, a contributor to a lot of uh, people who are listening to the show who followed wrestling, the reason, one of the main reasons, Chacha Charlie, one of the main reasons, one of his idols was Hulk Hogan. We interviewed him a few episodes ago. You know, you can't take away from what he's contributed to the business, of course. He grows up, he makes adult decisions, and he says what he says. I personally don't care.
1: No news? Yeah. Brock Lesnar has been subject to his first drug test since re-entering the U.S. anti-doping agency pool. How do you feel about Brock Lesnar and the UFC thing?
0: That's someone else that I don't care about right now either. I'm a little upset about it, but I don't care. He hasn't been around TV for me to care enough about him. I don't know in what universe Vince McMahon lives that he must have thought... Hey, how great would it be for our champion to take our championship to the octagon? Like to still be universal champion. I get it. I understand that completely. It's it's complete publicity, but it's it's a, it's bullshit, man. I think if if you really wanted it to mean something, then put Brock Lesnar more on TV. Make the title mean something. So when he actually goes to the octagon with the, with the universal title, it's like, holy shit, that's the universal title. That's fucking awesome. I haven't, I haven't seen the universal title in months. Shit,
1: man. The USADA athlete test history on their website has confirmed Lesnar provided a test on July 3rd. The results have not been confirmed yet. Um, so we'll just wait and see. He has to pass every single test from now until history.
0: In other news.
1: Ring of Honor's official website has released ticket information about the supercard at MSG.
0: Fill us in, baby. I'm so excited.
1: All Honor Club members who join ROHHonorClub.com before Wednesday, August 1st, will receive a unique one-time user pre-sale code to ensure the best seats before they go on sale. <sighs> oh your God, custom G1 Honor Club. Your custom G1 supercard pre-sale will be delivered to your email address. Codes will be sent out days prior to Wednesday, August 8th for the pre-sale, and it will be valid for one purchase of the eight tickets. The Honor Club pre-sale begins Wednesday, August eighth at ten a.m. Eastern, with general tickets going on sale Friday, August tenth at ten a.m. Eastern. So I asked this last week. I'm gonna I think I know your answer to this. But uh, Ring of Honor New Japan versus NXT. What would you like to go see? Free tickets? Where are you going?
0: Where uh, I would have Quickly. to go to the Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor New Japan uh, wrestling show.
1: One reason uh, is
0: the main reason is I rarely see that group of talent come together. I could, I've could. i seen a few NXT shows come to the New York City area. New Japan rarely comes. So it's like one of those, I, ha- I have to go while they're here. Who knows when the next time they'll be here. So uh, Michael J. Putty's birthday is in February, February 25th. Uh, maybe I should get him a good uh, ticket to uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan Supercard.
1: I don't see you sending that money for me on my birthday, but if you want to, yeah, go, definitely do it. Speaking of New Japan, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Cheesecake knock him over. Are all said to have their contract expire in early twenty nineteen with AJ and Cheesecake expiring in January of twenty nineteen, so very soon. New Japan Pro Wrestling is already aiming to re-sign Cheesecake over when his contract expires. I asked you, your fans, I don't care what Green Man thinks. Green Man doesn't care what I think. We asked you guys what you guys thought. On Instagram, just a wrestling fan, BC said, definitely New Japan Pro Wrestling point blank. On Facebook, Stuart Blumenstein said, back in New Japan wrestling, if the WWE doesn't use him to his potential, and quote. That's just a couple of thoughts. Get involved in the conversation. Make sure you check us out at Shadow Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. Shadow Wrestling no A on Twitter. Get involved in the conversation. Because like I said, I don't care what Green Man thinks. He doesn't care what I think. We care what you think to get involved. But that's just a snippet of the conversation. Green Man, your thoughts on Cheesecake going back to New Japan.
0: I agree with the person who said that they're wasting his talents in the WWE. I think the last time I enjoyed Cheesecake Knock'em Over was in NXT when he was the king of strong style. And New Japan, if they think they could take uh, Cheesecake Knock'em Over and make him into a bigger star than WWE is doing, then it is only beneficial to Cheesecake Knock'em Over.
1: It's sad because Cheesecake and AJ signed their deals in 2016. They signed a three year deal. And to me, it's sad that it took three years for them to actually tap into what fans want to see of Cheesecake uh, a bad guy. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, haven't given a crap about this guy until he turned heel, and now I'm like, I want to see what this guy can do. So I'm assuming he's resigning, but I don't think they want to let him go back to New Japan, especially with the, the way New Japan's coming up now on the worldwide stage. They're not going to let him go.
0: I think that this news is also – it could only benefit one person, and that is Cheesecake Knock 'em over The fact that WWE will now know that New Japan is interested in one of their talents when their contract expires will force the hand – of the WWE to throw more money at Cheesecake knock 'em over.
1: In other news. Green Man, this week 2K announced plans for the Woo edition of 2K19. The special edition will be limited to only thirty thousand copies worldwide and offers an impressive collection of exclusives and collectibles, which your boy at my party is very excited about. It will be available exclusively for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One family, including Xbox One and Xbox One X. The suggested retail price is one hundred and twenty-nine ninety-nine. <sighs> However, what does that include? You ask.
0: Yeah, uh, I was just about to.
1: It includes a copy of Two K Nineteen Deluxe Edition, which includes all access season pass and a bunch of exclusive digital content. A W SuperCard Limited Edition with AJ Styles, Ric Flair, and Charlotte, as well as the Ric Flair themed and AJ themed Two K Nineteen card backs, whatever that means. Exclusive and individually numbered WWE Hall of Fame ring replicas. What? Exclusive Nature what? Boy-inspired Funko Pop favorite. Now, I have a Ric Flair Funko Pop, but this is his back in the WCW Four Horsemen days. From what I heard, won't be sold nationally, so you got to get your hands on that. And an exclusive limited edition commemorative plaque featuring a fabric of his iconic pink and purple robe. Now, let me have a couple more drinks. Let me get my GameStop stop. Credit card out. I got to get rid of this. I mean, (laughs) I cannot not get this, right? And they have exclusive for the last couple years. I've passed because I don't need that stuff. It's all garbage. I don't need that. I need a replica Hall of Fame ring. No?
0: (laughs) If you get it for the show, it could be tax deductible.
1: Hmm, Good point. Ric Flair released a statement saying, For all my fans around the world, it's exciting, humbling to see my career immortalized through the power of video games. This is going to be one of Profile, limousine ride, and jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a collector's edition, and you don't want to miss out. Great man, take it away with a woo.
0: Uh, I, I love it. I'm, I'm not a big gamer, but I think it's great for Ric Flair. It's great for the gaming community, and I'm down with that. Woo!
1: So, that's that. You know the news? During anniversary it was announced Bound for Glory will take place on October 14th in New York City at woo! the. At the Melrose Ballroom, which is right next door and here in Queens. I'm going. Green Man, are you coming?
0: Michael J. Putty, I am there. I am going to attend my first Impact Wrestling pay-per-view as the Green Man, though?
1: Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. Without a question. Yeah? Um, Okay. Ticket information has not been released yet. Make sure you stay tuned to this show. We will keep you updated because your boys here are definitely going. We're definitely going to be (laughs) pre-gaming. We need a contingent of Shadow Wrestling shirts, so we'll keep you updated. And finally, in other news, Elias released a 4Trek album and a coinciding WE Network special. You're a big Elias fan. Have you got his album yet?
0: I have not gotten his album, but luckily to good friends of the show, the Boulevard Bullies, I was able to see them review the album, and I loved it. I mean, I've told you outside that Elias' music i love it has a good johnny cash kind of feel very low and mellow feeling it kind of dealing it i love it daddy
1: that's all i got for news this week green man anything you want to add before we go on to cheers and heels
0: nah man just really happy to be here enjoying the news and that's why i listen to a shot of wrestling let's go on to the next thing
1: A stop of wrestling this Cheers and Heels. All right, Green Man, one of my favorite segments, Cheers and Heels. <laughs> you got a busy job. Is. your is. You're fresh from vacation. You got a baby. Did you get a chance to watch anything this week?
0: Just the other day, I got a little bit caught up on SmackDown, and I got... The, the fact that there was a big announcement on Monday Night Raw, I tuned in and I watched that. And then that was all I watched.
1: Well, i that sucks because the only thing I have for Raw is like, what are they doing with Ginger Mohawk? I cheered that they gave him a new character direction, but then they done shit with it. And now he's back to being a jobber? The 50th man to be hold the WWE Championship is now back to being a fucking jobber? Like, what are you, fucking, what are you, what, what, what are you doing with Ginger Mohawk?
0: What would you do with Ginger Mohawk?
1: Play him in the mid card title. Maybe put him in the tag team, and then elevate him to the to the uh, mid card title. I could think he have a great one the IC title, but unfortunately, like I said, that's all I got for Raw.
0: What but, about the announcement? I mean, the only reason we talked about it already my, was the announcement.
1: We talked about it already. So other than the announcement,
0: that was that was a, that was a cheer. That was a cheer. I'll tell you what was a cheer: the fact that uh, Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon, and Triple H were all in the same ring, and they felt. To me, to be genuinely
1: emotional about the moment. Except Vince McMahon, he was like stone cold. Like, all right, let's get the job away. All right, come on. No, was he he, no, he no, was, he no, was no. golf clapping the announcement.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I think I think, for Vince McMahon as a father to see his daughter be able to push women's rights to a new level, that is a proud moment as a father. And I think that was his emotional contribution to that night.
1: Moving on to SmackDown, I'm going to cheers the Randy Orton heel promo. Start of the show, great way to start the show off. It's great to see him back doing what he does best, being a heel. Agreed. agreed. Talking about his legend killer status, his Solid. evolution, where he came from, how he did have to fucking do shit, do shit in the indies. He had the fucking pretty much career handed to him, as Erwin Escobar told me. to he heal the implied breakup of Rusev Day. They started a couple months ago, and they seem to drop it. However, I guess it's back on the burner. In my opinion, this is a huge mistake. Do not break up, Rusev Day. Your thoughts?
0: I don't think they're going to break up, to be honest with you. All I think, three of
1: them are going to coexist, or what are they going to drop off?
0: No, I think, well, break up in the sense of, I don't think it's going to be a, a rivalry that's going to come out of it. I think they're great together. But Rusev has been great with everybody. Has there been anybody that Rusev has been put with that – he hasn't made the best out of the worst situation.
1: Not. I mean, if you started. look at it
0: on—I mean, come on. If you look—if you look at it on paper, and you said Rusev with Aiden English and Lana, let's make it work. You would have been like, "This is the worst fucking shit that will ever hit TV." I can't believe they're making me do this. But he made it work.
1: I'm side it work. cheers here. Lana, smoking hot. Smoking Lana, smoking hot in that <laughs> And smoking I'm hot, smoking. Zelina Vega, going at it. Yes. Yes, give me more of that. Oh, great cat fight. Oh.
0: You know that E is really big on, Cien- uh, on Jada Cienamas, man. The The rumor mills are going that he's the next top guy, that they're going to give him that big push.
1: Do you have uh, anything respect though?
0: I think it was a solid show. I've only I got to be honest with you and for any other wrestling fan who may watch WWE sporadically, it captivated me, I would say, straight through halfway point. Um, I think until the Samojo AJ Styles angle, which was like halfway through an hour in,
1: yeah, I thought
0: it was, yeah, I thought it was a solid, solid show. Like it really held on to me. It started with a great promo with Randy Orton. It continued. Uh, what was the next match after that? It was, um,
1: don't remember, but it ended with the Miz and Maurice's mm. promo for Miz and Mrs. It's weird to see a show end with a promo, especially for a TV show. But it was great. I think they did it well. I love The Miz using a fake baby. I thought that was fucking genius.
0: They were dragging the whole thing throughout the beginning. And that's. Yeah. I think that's one of the secrets to a great show for one storyline to connect the whole show together.
1: Yeah, you missed that. They did a lot the attitude ever. They don't do it anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't see the end of the segment and how to play it played off from beginning to end. I do remember seeing a clip of Daniel Bryan holding the fake baby. But the genuine like look of holy shit. You know, you just yeah. threw the baby at me. Like that was the genuine. Like I'm gonna hold on to the baby.
1: Did you I watch? It might uh, as well be- Ms. and Mrs.? But
0: I wanted to, but um, I got laid, so I didn't. Oh, did your wife know? Huh, <laughs> Michael J. Don't get me in trouble.
1: Definitely check out Ms. and Mrs. It's only it's only a short. I think it's only six episodes. Maybe was it good? maybe eight. It was fun. I liked it. I'm a big Miss fan. Definitely check it out. Cool. Lucha Underground. Semi Guevara. Oh, yeah baby comes out and he gets booed did you watch those on the ground
0: i i so i i don't have the channel like i said through fire you watch so YouTube, i have right? all the episodes cute yeah i don't I watch it through youtube i haven't watched that last episode though
1: he comes so out an episode behind he gets booed
0: why he's going against they're, they're, he's going
1: they're against, not part
0: of the panda family
1: no he's he's going against jack swagger um jake strong i'm sorry uh-huh and jake strong obliterated the whole b famous faction that was going on well, Sammy Guevara gets booed, but I'm going to cheers Sammy Guevara because he comes out and doesn't let it bother him because he comes out and wins the crowd over with a great match with Jack Swag- Jake Strong.
0: i will be honest, That that's that's what he does, though. If, if you think about Sammy Guevara as a wrestler when he steps through that curtain, he's a heel. He, Is he? He's a heel. Yeah, he, he may have the baby face look to him, but he's a complete heel. He's a dick all the way. He's arrogant. Anytime he gets in, in, in front of a wrestler, he throws, he flips him the bird. He's a complete heel. But to your point, that's exact. That's that's our Sammy dude.
1: He climbs goes
0: in there and wins the crowd over with the work in the ring, and that's what every fucking wrestler should do.
1: Not in the ring, my friend. He climbed the ladder up to the second tier of the temple, and did a moon salt on the Jack Sweat, Jake Strong, and that <laughs> was a turning point. The crowd got behind him from that point on. Unfortunately, to a losing effort. Jack Swagger, air quotes, broke his leg. So we won't see him anytime soon. But uh, impressive impressive showing by Sammy Guevara. Look forward to next season.
0: Impressive sh- impressive showing. If this is just a glimpse and you want to see more of Sammy Guevara, hit, hit his YouTube channel, man. I'm a big fan. BCW needs to book this kid. Bring him to New York.
1: And in your main event, the Gift of the Gods six-pack you challenge. You like that belt though, right? Yeah, it's cool. It's different, not cool. It's different. However, last minute, it was changed from a six-pack challenge to a three-on-three. And the winning three would go on to a triple threat for the championship. But why switch it up? Why make it, if you're building the whole way to be a six-pack challenge, why change it last second? Man, whatever reason it was, I don't care, because it worked. Because that main event, that triple threat between Damian and Xavier, that other guy, and the guy that won, Dragon Azteca Jr., um,
0: Can we talk a little bit about Desmond Xavier for a moment? I saw him go one-on-one during WrestleMania weekend with Will Ospreay. Once the bell rang, the first moves, set of moves went into play. I totally forgot about Will Ospreay. Desmond Xavier is the man. The man.
1: This, get to the Gods championship match, was his coming out to me. He kind of yeah. stole the show.
0: Dude did the same thing.
1: At one, point, in front of me. at one point he was I knocked you, out. Man. He was wasn't even a part I love of you,
0: Michael J. Putty.
1: He wasn't even a part of the match. That other guy, popular guy in Luch on the ground, can't think of his name, was <laughs> battling Neil Martes? And everybody forgot about Damien X as he's doing Luch Underground. Gotcha. Well, the fight was outside of the ring. I believe it was you who posted the gift of all of a sudden Damien Xavier comes out from the second tier out of nowhere. There's a moonshole the guys on the outside and it's like who was I? Seen this guy a couple times. Who is this guy? <laughs> this was his coming out. Damien Xavier is a name you want to remember from here on out.
0: He he's the man. If you haven't seen this dude in action, catch him. If you're in the New York City area, he does a lot of these shows in our area. It's worth the money just to see him in action.
1: So once again, the show ends. I think show epilogue of a random clip. This week was Mariposa. Mariposa. Who is she?
0: Isn't um
1: and she,
0: she's uh, Marty the Moth's sister, right?
1: And who was, who was her broken arm brother, Marty the Moth Martinez? And the oh, only I love Marty the Moth. The only way I know those names was dang to my info button on my remote control because that was part of the info.
0: <laughs> you don't know Marty the Moth.
1: I don't know who Marty the Moth is. He his arm was broken because of Pentagon Junior last season, apparently. Yeah, mariposa. Am I saying that correctly? Mariposa. So, yeah, thank you. Impact, the fallout of Slammiversary, opened up with Austin Aries coming out, cutting a promo from the heart. It was a great promo. and uh, Loved it. You didn't watch it.
0: No, I, but, you, dude, the internet community, the wrestling community posts everything online. And, yeah, I did see the promo from Austin Aries. The heartfelt promo. On point.
1: They like said it was on point. So a lot of truths there. Threw some yeah. shade at the WWE. And I loved it. I didn't because all, truth. I'm, kind all of, truth. Not for nothing, I'm kind of tired right. of the shade of WWE. We here don't give the WWE enough credit as it deserves. WWE runs 52 weeks a year. Of course, you are going to have peaks and valleys. Lucha Underground has a short season, so it's all peaks. But if it wasn't for the WWE and Vince McMahon, none of us will be here where we are right now. There will be no yeah, WWE. There will be no Impact. He, he, there will be no Ju- New Japan had... Pro Wrestling. So you got to give okay, some okay. credit where it's due. And for them to shit on him as they do... I get it. It's cheap heat it's cheap promo from a different organization. I understand cheap, that. Cheap heat. But eventually oh my you got yeah, you got, you got it. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have a job.
0: Michael J Michael J. Putty, I am surprised. I, I've agreed with you on this episode more than any other, and I love that you're supporting the independent wrestling community as of late and supporting all these new wrestlers on shows like Impact, Lucha Underground, and then going into NXT and the WWE. But God damn it, you are completely wrong on this, my man. If it wasn't for Vince McMahon,
1: there would be no wrestling right now. It he, would all be territorial, he, and we wouldn't give a fuck, fuck not, about Japan. He, he did not – Listen, he did
0: not go out of his way to say the fucking WWE sucks. Shit, go suck an egg, whatever. He pretty he much did. He's clearly... like, you, you live in the bubble, no,
1: no, 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 being scripted, being told what to do, or live outside exactly. the bubble.
0: But I have this championship.
1: But goddamn, any that give anybody, the, a week. And, that,
0: and that says I'm the best. Why am I the best? Because I'm out there defending my work, my body of work. With other promotions. I'm putting my body of work out there with other champions. I'm putting myself out there with the very best of the very best, not the best that the WWE has trained to make you believe is their best. I wasn't handpicked and molded into something that other people could just say, all right, this is the man now. No, I go out there and I bust my ass in the ring, outside the ring to be the very best. And that's what this title represents, and I completely agree with him one hundred and ten percent. He did. He's not given a script. None of these indie guys are given a script
1: on a major say, platform. Hey, but there be no major hey, you're platform be, You're, you're the man.
0: You're, you're the man, okay? That's what we're gonna book you as. No, fuck that. Dude is out there trying to make a fucking living, and it's making himself worthwhile. You not, look at. People
1: you're not taking like my point.
0: Sam Callahan, you look in. People like Sammy Callion also working hard to making a name for themselves without the WWE, without no, a fucking – the be, machine.
1: he would not be nationally known if it wasn't for the WWE. If it wasn't for Vince Austin McMahon.
0: Harry was nationally known before the WWE. It's the only Because the of WWE Impact Wrestling, if it,
1: wasn't, if it wasn't for WWE so he, and Vince McMahon, wrestling would not be on a national he's platform. Not, he's not shitting it on the It would still all WWE. be – territorial he he's the very best and this is
0: why he's the very best that you, you can't disagree with that
1: i don't i think he's the best i think he is i think the wwe dropped the ball on him putting him in the fucking hell yeah cruiserweight division fuck that and not
0: for nothing and not for nothing anybody who the wwe has dropped the ball on i feel like Every superstar like Callahan, like Cody Rhodes, like an Austin Aries is now. Uh, Oh, you're missing the big one.
1: My man, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, whatever you want to fucking call him. You're right. You're Uh, right. Watching Slammiversary, watching watching Impact this week. Bro. I miss fucking Johnny Impact.
0: Yeah. But you know what? They're out there to prove themselves to say, hey, I don't need the machine behind me. I know I'm a talent. But it wasn't for the machine they They would
1: not be on a national platform. If it wasn't for them, you'd be watching nothing right now. On Impact.
0: Santi Nomarella.
1: It's weird to hear him talk without his accent. No? By the way, I cheered that. I posted it on my Twitter, at MokeJBuddy. Wouldn't you know who liked it? Scott (laughs) D'Amore. Officially, blue check, a wrestling person who I know liked my Impact post. I made it. I'm cool. <laughs> cheers, Rebel coming back. Apparently, she's not gone from TNA or Impact, whatever she's called. Man, have you checked out Rebel yet? No. Google her. She has the what do you call her? Ash? What was it? She has the ash. Beautiful face, nice rack. Rebels all the way. Hopefully, BCW signs her soon enough. And cheers. Me and Pete talked about this in length last week. Scarlet Bordeaux debuted mm. finally on Impact. Beautiful, oh, beautiful woman. Cut a great promo, and she ended it with, like, she's here to make wrestling sexy again.
0: Oh, thank God. We were just talking about that earlier. Snaf- Bring it back.
1: Snatched the microphone and licked it like she would lick, you know, something else. Uh. So I'm excited to see where she goes, because you won't see that shit on WWE no matter what. So Scarlett Bordeaux, keep an eye out for her. Clip of the week this week was 7 minutes, 30 seconds, way too long. It was a tag team match between the Detroit Machine Guns, whatever the fuck they're called, and Generation Me. Way too long. Mm-hmm. That could have been a 30-second clip. Once again, you guys, you were listening to me for a while, and they stopped. Seven minutes is way too long for a clip of the week. But anyway, Green Man, that was this week in TV. Let's get in some ratings. This week's Raw drew a 2.779 million, which is down 3% from last week's, 2.886 million. Raw was number four in the night in viewership behind Hannity, Rachel Maddow, Enemy. Tucker Carlson. Raw was number two in the 18 to 49 demographic behind Love and Hip Hop. That's right.
0: One of these days I have to check out that show.
1: It's back down the street. At 2.34 million which is up 2% from last week's 2.293 million smackdown was number six in viewership for the night for the second week in a row behind retro maddow the last word and the fox news lineup smackdown was number four in the 18 to 49 demographic behind laws of jaws air jaws and guy fieri's feeding frenzy which means it is shark week on the discovery channel Shark Week. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's
1: funny. Impact this week drew 299,000, which is up 8.7% from last week's 275,000. Impact ranked 124 in the cable top 150. Last week it ranked 125. So, Spec Down Impact are up, Raw was a little down, but that's fine. Go Home Thoughts, my friend, if you're not watching Miss and Mrs, make sure you watch it out. It's only like 8 episodes. Check out Miss and Mrs. You have a lot for Go Home Thoughts all, so the floor is yours.
0: Uh, Michael J putty Talk about Go Home Thoughts. Talk about the road to Boardwalk Beatdown. We're on it. We're uh, the official podcast to Boardwalk Beatdown. Uh, it will be made official probably by the time you listen to this episode, which means what? Uh, exclusive interviews, exclusive information, up-to-date news. And uh, I have someone with us who is one of the creators of Boardwalk Beatdown on the show tonight who's going to tell us a little bit more about this great event. Bullet Club. We have been talking about the road to boardwalk beatdown but what is going to be going on in atlantic city well let me tell you because we have the man himself chad mines here with a shot of wrestling and a phyllis and chad how are you
2: i'm doing great thank you so much and always a pleasure to talk to you guys
0: Let me tell you, this event, it's going to be one of the biggest events in our area. And it is a weekend spectacular, starting off with Dinner with the Stars at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. What is that about? Fill us in.
2: Yeah, so years ago, I went to a uh, convention, uh, ran, uh, uh, what what is the name of it? New England Fan Fest. And I think they run every couple years now. Uh, Joe is the promoter up there. And uh, I went to his his uh, event and he did this little concept where you were able to uh, just have dinner with the wrestlers. I don't even know if they had, a, uh, you know, like a gimmick name or, or anything for it. And uh, right away when I did it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever because you're just sitting around and you're talking to, you know, stars and stuff like that. And uh, when I came up with this concept, I said, you know what, let, let me tweak it and make it, you know, a little more exciting. So, uh, you know, our dinner with the stars, we're going to have probably 15 talents there. We're going to have our ring announcer who's going to be an MC, which they didn't have there. And everybody's going to publicly be able to hear the questions. We're going to film it. You know, we're going we're gonna to go around in like a circle around the room and be able to talk to all the different stars, as well as people that will be able to have private conversation. At, at the tables during the mealtime.
0: So wait a second. Am I going to be able, if I attend this event, to sit with the stars or is it going to be like a panel in the front uh, that will be moderated by your MC? Yes.
2: Yeah, so every table is going to be guaranteed at least one star. Some will have two stars. So. Uh, oh my
0: gosh. Wow. Right. That's Looks. amazing. Um, let's run down the stars then. Who will be at, at this event?
2: All right. So we have Robbie E., mm-hmm. Rich Swan, Hardcore Holly, Matt Tremont, James Ellsworth, DJ Hyde, John Cruz, Abyss, Diamante from LAX, Tyson Kidd, Demolition, and Sue Young, Victoria, and uh, there's a few others who we're going to announce still as well.
0: Dude, you're still going. I can't believe it. (laughs) That's amazing. All right.
2: Yeah, what's kind of cool is we have two people who are currently still in WWE there too, which is very rare. You know, James Ellsworth is on TV now. And Tyson Kidd is a producer there. So we have two actual WWE talents attending as well.
0: So while we're talking about that, um, we got to talk about it because James Ellsworth is supposed to be signing at Boardwalk Beatdown the following day at the Shot Wrestling table. Is that still going to happen?
2: Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I talked to him a few times already and we're still good to go.
0: Holy crap. Well, let's move on to Boardwalk Beatdown because that's the following day. That's Saturday in Atlantic City. Uh, Where is it?
2: So uh, it's going to be at the Claridge, which is right on the boardwalk, Claridge, Atlantic City. And it's going to be in the Conference Center, which is on the second floor.
0: Okay. From what time to what time would this whole event be going on?
2: So the event starts at nine a.m. It's gonna to run to six p.m. Basically, most of the wrestlers are gonna re- leave around three o'clock, and then we're gonna do a lot of fun activities. We're gonna have like trivia contests, uh, you know, some seminars where fans can actually, you know, learn some holds and, uh, you know, dress up in character, do promo class. We're gonna have video game contests at that point as well.
0: If I could just begin by saying the amount of people that you have attending this event, it is something short of amazing. I mean, the Bullet Club. Is headlining it with Sting, Goldberg. Uh, you mentioned uh, Victoria, Kelly Kelly, Bob Holly, Matt Tremont, Demolition, Decay, which is Abyss, Crazy Steve, Rosemary, uh, Ken Shamrock will be there. Diamante, John Cruz, J.J. Dillon, James Ellsworth, Bruce the Barber, Beefcake. I mean, the list goes on and on, and I'm just scratching the surface. Who are you most excited about to be, see there for this event?
2: Uh, myself, I, uh, I'm i excited for the bowl club because it's the biggest uh, bowl club uh, meet and greet that has happened yet outside of, uh, you know, New Japan, outside of Ring of Honor. And uh, the fact that the firing squad just happened to come up right before, you know, right during the process of building this. And we were able to, you know, reach out to crew right away and, uh, you know, able to do a firing squad event, too. I think it's just, you know, I think the timing is perfect and uh, it's a unique opportunity for the fans.
0: And it's such an affordable opportunity, too, because it's only 20 bucks for the admission. So... It's insane just to be in the building and in the presence of many of your childhood heroes or someone that you've seen on TV or someone that you've admired. And like you said, the Bullet Club is coming together in Atlantic City. So for example, for me who did not get tickets to All In because it's sold out so quickly, like this is my opportunity to get to see the Bullet Club. It's insane. Yeah, def-
2: this is definitely the New Jersey version of All In. Absolutely, <laughs> It's that big.
0: But that is just the beginning because at the end of Boardwalk Beatdown, you have an amazing wrestling show going down. Um, Tell us a little bit about that because I got really excited and I texted you right away as soon as you started revealing the card for this event. And I was like, dude, you just like blew my socks off. I'm like beyond hyped just on this card alone.
2: Yeah, so uh, the live show is called Breakout and it's our tournament of champions. Before we even released a poster, we were about 25% sold out. Now we're well over 50% sold out on the show. And uh, the concept is, uh, you know, after our first couple shows, it's time to uh, do our championship belts. You know, so it's called Breakout, a Tournament of Champions. And basically, that's really what it is, is a whole tournament to declare our champions. And uh, a quick rundown of the show is uh, DJ Hyde, who's uh, the owner of CZW versus Impact Wrestling's Moose. We're doing a masked uh, sh- a match with Topa, who's one of our guys, versus Serpentico.
0: Great guy in the ring. Awesome.
2: Yeah, he's all- he's amazing. Uh, in our tag team uh, title match, we're going to have the Doom Patrol versus the Rep. We're having a-, a lightweight championship tournament, which is Brandon Kirk versus Casey Navarro versus Rich Swan versus Joey Janela, which that match alone is getting amazing buzz.
0: Insane. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the one that I'm most excited about. Because thanks to you and going to the first standalone wrestling show, I was able to see, for example, Casey Navarro in action. The kid is phenomenal. Um, Um, (laughs) He really hasn't come to much in our area, but... To be able to see him in action is is, is amazing, and then you go and add Joey Janela. I mean, this guy is hotter than ever.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, he was just on a Stone Cold podcast, which people are going crazy about. You know, ESPN, and you know everybody is talking about him. Everybody's watching him. So you know, he you know, look at WrestleMania. He has his own show, which sells out. Yeah, you know, he is the guy right now.
0: He he definitely is. We went to uh, WrestleMania weekend, went to Joy Janela mm-hmm. Spring Break, and if that is just a glimpse of the amount of action that he'll deliver for us, it's it's gonna blow out. What uh, is yeah. there? What other matches are scheduled for that night?
2: Okay, so we have the women's tournament, which is uh, Layla Hirsch, which is one of our girls. Versus Impact's Kira Hogan. Versus Brittany Blake, who's another one of our girls. And Sue Young from Impact Wrestling. Wow. So you have two Impact stars versus with, with two of our stars.
0: Wow, man.
2: And after that, we have a heavyweight championship match with Demarcus Kane, who's uh, from Maryland Championship Wrestling. Matt Riddle, Joe Gacy, and Ryan Galeone. Another huge, huge match.
0: Wow. <laughs> All I have to say is, is, is wow, Chad. I mean... Yeah.
2: Yeah, one more. I forgot. There's more. Matt Tremont versus Abyss versus Dan O'Hare in a Monsters Ball triple threat match.
0: That's like a dream match, bro.
2: Yeah, there we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That is amazing. So if you haven't gotten tickets, where could we get tickets for these great events?
2: Yeah, so uh, you go to StandaloneWrestling.com. Simply click Buy Tickets. That takes it to our Eventbrite page, and you can order all your tickets through there.
0: And a night like this cannot go without a big celebration party. So I hear there's an after party in the works. You want to give us a little exclusive on what's been going to be going on?
2: Awesome. So, yeah, we're going to be uh, going back to where the Dinner with the Stars is, to Tennessee Ave Beer Hall, which is a brand-new venue opening. Uh And, uh, you know, we're going to do everything from a little drinking, hanging out, uh, some karaoke, and, you know, it's going to be a good time.
0: Uh, You won me over once you said karaoke. Because the Shot of Wrestling loves karaoke and they love doing shots. So it's a win-win for everybody. I can
2: only do I can only do karaoke if I do a couple shots
0: first. <laughs> That's why you and I get along so well, bro. Uh huh. All right, so um, that there it is, uh, Boardwalk Beatdown. It'll be August twenty fourth through twenty fifth in Atlantic City. Um, it's going to be a weekend that cannot be missed. Uh, if you want to leave our fans with any bit of advice for that weekend, what would you say?
2: Yeah, so uh, if you're planning on coming down, uh, two things: if you're going to do the dinner with the stars, that is a pre-order only event, so you have to pre-order that if you want it. And our live show is uh, possibly could sell out prior to uh, the, the show happening, so uh, we suggest buying tickets for that in advance as well. Your convention tickets and your stars, you're more than fine buying them the day of the show. You know, save your Eventbrite fees. Uh, but the two things that I mentioned, we ha- we strongly suggest pre-ordering.
0: First, second, and third were already sold out.
2: Yep, and uh, first row of VIP seats as well are now gone.
0: Uh, Completely gone. So by the time you are listening to this, you may just have a few tickets available. So definitely urge you guys to go and get those tickets right away ASAP. Thank you, Chad. Uh, This is just the beginning of our conversation. Tune in next week because we're going to be going into a one-on-one interview with the Green Man and Chad Mines and a little bit more about how this big event came together.
2: That is
0: awesome. Well, Michael J. Putty, if I tell you that news goes so quickly in the world of professional wrestling and the statement of cards subject to change is never more true then tonight on A Shot of Wrestling because as we recorded that interview with Chad Mines, there has been a change. Dinner with the Stars will no longer be at the Beer Hall because they have pushed. It's a new venue that they were going to be opening, and it was the first thing that they were going to be putting on, uh, the Dinner with the Stars. But they're uh, obviously with construction and new venues and new restaurants. Uh, the, the opening date has now been pushed, so uh, Dinner with the Stars will no longer be at the Tennessee uh, Avenue Hall Beer Hall. It will now be at the Steel Pier at 1000 Boardwalk Avenue. That's right, that big pier, this big steel pier with all the rides and the eye in the sky and the Ferris wheel and all that good stuff. We are going to be coming to you live Friday night on August 24th, a shot of wrestling, the official podcast of Boardwalk Beatdown. Uh, who knows who we talk to? Guaranteed James Ellsworth will be there. Our boy. Can't wait. No one can wait. Um, If uh, you're not following us on a shot of wrestling on Instagram and Facebook, then you're missing out a lot of the exclusive opportunities. Because by the time that you listen to this episode, your opportunity to get $10 convention tickets would be over. So stay tuned. That's right. $10 convention tickets this past Friday through this past Sunday boardwalk beatdown convention tickets were only ten dollars that's half off half off a th- over a thousand people will be attending this convention and your boys out of shadow wrestling are beyond privileged and happy to be uh participating in this great event uh and we're gonna have chad minds back with us next week because we're gonna go in depth in in another interview series so chad thanks for joining us next week uh but that's it i'm beyond excited about uh my final thoughts are that i'm Just freaking excited about Boardwalk Beatdown, August 24th. It's going to be my little vacation, my little guide trip with my boy, Michael J. Putty. We'll drive down to the Jersey Shore and have a good time. I'm going to change the direction of this podcast with this final thought. I didn't think I was going to mention this, but it has to be mentioned. Whoever out there is responsible for jumping our boy, Eric Jaden, rest assured that we do not take this attack lightly. That BCW does not take this attack lightly and that if you think you could pull one over on one of our brothers, one of our boys of a shot of wrestling, then you got another thing coming. Eric Jaden, we got your back. Don't know what the fuck's going on.
1: Eric Jaden, it was a green man, but whatever. (laughs) Oh, my God. Eric Jaden, it was fucking Jeff the Intern.
0: It was Jeff the Intern. We haven't seen Jeff the Intern in a while.
1: He was jelly because you guys made out. And last time he got humped, which he was infatuated with now. He was jealous. You guys got the kiss, and he didn't.
0: And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, follow Eric Jaden on all social media. Our boy got jumped. Um, he was in the hospital for two days. He had a gash on his skull. It's pretty little skull. He's doing better now. Happy he's returning our calls, and we're in conversation again. He's going to move on, man. And they go home. Thoughts for you, Michael J.
1: Let's go home. So for Green Man, for Mike Skyros,
0: for Chad Mines, for Borwalk Beatdown, for all the wrestling community out there, I've been the Green Man with your host, Michael J. Putty.
1: Okay, I guess you just threw the words right out of my mouth. Until next week, putty Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's Last, last call, call at, at the, the Bar. bar. Oh! oh.
0: Hello, hello, hello. We have made it to my favorite part of the episode. It's last call and we got Mike Skyro still with us here. Are you there, Mike?
3: hello. I am. Yeah. Loud and clear, hopefully.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you know what you're getting yourself into, but it's rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. And away we go. What is your favorite adult beverage?
3: I like a Sam Adams Boston lager.
0: Are you a dog person or a cat person?
3: Dog person.
0: What is the best feature on a woman? Hips. Would you rather be rich in the indies or poor in the WWE?
3: Oh, uh, poor in the WWE because at least I could say I made it there.
0: What is your favorite sport other than professional wrestling?
3: NBA basketball.
0: What is the best organization you ever wrestled for?
3: 2CW Squared Circle Wrestling.
0: Do you like chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Who is your celebrity crush?
3: Ooh, uh, my celebrity crush is Topanga.
0: Oh, Topanga. Topanga. Finally, what would you, what is the first thing you would purchase with your big WWE paycheck?
3: Oh, man. Uh... I would buy a home gym so I didn't have to deal with anyone taking up all the space at the bench or the squat rack.
0: Awesome. Well, that's it. You survived. It's been last call. It's been real.
1: Awesome, man.
2: You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
1: Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses, and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. but I got you pinned. (laughs)